Welcome back, guys, to the What A Life podcast, real life, real talk, kind of sisters. I'm one of your hosts, Jaden. And I'm Jalen, and today we are going to be talking all about our faith. I'm so excited. It's going to be good. We're finally getting deep on the podcast. I really like that. Yes, and I think it was important for this one to be our first one because... Our faith is something that is so important to both of us, and mm-hmm. it's an important part of who we are. It's an important part of, like, why we started this podcast as well, um, and we're going to be talking about it a lot through all of the episodes, yeah. so I think we wanted to start with it so you guys can hear a little bit about our testimonies, our stories, um, and hopefully we can help some of you guys and answer some of your questions that you may have about yeah. our faith or just, you know, God mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, it's going to be a really, like, main theme through all our videos, podcasts. Mm -hmm. So we wanted you to, like, get a real understanding of what our faith means to each of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my testimony. I've grown up in the church for my entire life. Um, So the one I grew up most of my childhood, um, it was very interesting. Uh, It was all skirts and all that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I remember, like, on our way to church or going to other events or stuff, there was one video that my parents would always play in the car. It was, like, a Christian video. It wasn't VeggieTales, but it was something, and at the end, it was puppets, and they would, like, have you repeat this prayer. And every time I would repeat it, I, like, knew it by heart, (laughs) but I had no idea what it meant. Um, And then one day in Sunday school, I really wish I remembered the girl's name, but she led me to Christ And that was, like, the first moment when I really, like, understood, finally, like, what that prayer actually meant. I think it was a couple years later, actually, that I was baptized. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, everybody that I know gets baptized gets baptized in, like, nice shirts and whatever. They get fun shirts. I wore a white robe. (laughs) (laughs) We love that. (laughs) And I remember it wasn't, like, I kind of wish that I had waited a little bit, but, like, I knew it was important. I was 10, I think, at the time. I don't Mm -hmm. quite remember. Um, but I know a lot of people came and supported me and that was really awesome. And then afterward we had pie and like crackers and stuff. I remember <laughs> there were like a bunch of pie and the cheese snacks. and crackers. That's and so I was important. like, yes. <laughs> but anyway, so after that, we were in the church for a while and the way their Sunday school worked was like, once you turned 10 or something, you like basically aged out of it. So you basically sat up in the big kid church. I remember taking a nap or like drying on like the little, um, envelopes that you give your tithe or whatever in and I would draw little cartoons and stuff on there never listen to a word he said I was like this is terrible I cannot do this for the rest of my life but luckily I don't remember how it happened or whatever but my parents they were members of that church so they had to sit down talk with the pastor and next thing I knew we were at a different church and this is a church we're currently at now and I loved it we were back in the kids ministry played fun music and all that Yeah, so it was really fun to, like, finally enjoy church again, and I remember growing up in that area, there was a lot of, like, um, I wouldn't say, like, power in serving at that church versus in my other church, and so I was like, ooh, I want to do something. Like, okay, at that point in my life, it wasn't, oh, I want to serve the Lord. It was like, ooh, I want to serve. That's so cool. I want to be one of the cool kids. So I think I started off serving in lights. And there were literally, like, slider buttons. Like, you know, like, in your dining room, like, the slide. Yes. That's yes. literally what it was. <laughs> the switch. And so you had to pay attention. Like, when the videos came on, you slid it down and then you slid it up. 
I felt so cool. And then I got to train people and it was really awesome. I got to sit back there while they were in worship and all that. And it was really fun. I felt so cool. And I think that's like in the midst of that, that's when I started to make my faith my own. It was always kind of like just what I've grown up and what I've always known. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I started serving, that's really when I was like, okay, this is something that I want to do for my life. And at that time, we were also going to a Christian school and they had Christmas programs. And yes, we always got like solos and stuff. They gave them to a bunch of the kids. And I remember the teacher, she was like, hey, Jalen, you have a great voice. You should sing on the worship team one day. And I was like, "Mm, no, thank you. I am good. Christmas programs are all that I need. (laughs) But then I like the teacher and her husband were like, hey, you should like really think about joining the worship team again. And I was like, okay, maybe. And so I did. I ended up thinking about it a little bit more. And I was like, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? And so I did it. And I absolutely love it. I'm still doing it. That's why I say love, not loved. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I found a new connection to God, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was so awesome to not only like you're worshiping for yourself, but you're also leading other people in worship. It's like a whole ministry in itself and Mm -hmm. you can connect with other people on a different level like music brings people together in such a different way than anything else can Mm -hmm. and it's so awesome just like after service having people come up to you even Mm -hmm. sometimes being like that song just meant so much to me I remember there was one time the first time that he ever let me the worship pastor ever let me pick a set and I remember that Sunday a lady came up to me and she was like I really needed to hear that song and I was Mm -hmm. like wow This is what my ministry is all about, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that I get to be a part of it. And even just, like, watching – sorry, I'm going to butt into your thing. But, like, even watching people that, you know, you love and care about finding something that they are really good at and something especially, like, when it comes to their faith, like, serving God – that's so cool to see. Like watching Jalen, she is amazing, guys, at worship. <laughs> I wish you could all listen to her, see her, but not just from like a performing, like, oh, wow, like she's doing so well performing. Like, no, like she's serving God and watching that, like it inspires you, like watching her. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's such a cool role because like it involves worship, singing, all that, but it's also like a leadership role too, mm-hmm. leading people in this collective joint worship in song to God and it's so awesome Mm -hmm. it was I think it was a couple years into it and the worship pastor asked me if I wanted to go to a worship conference and I was like okay I mean what's the worst that's gonna happen it's I love doing it what am I I'm gonna learn more about how to do it better um but yeah in that conference I remember sitting there I I was thinking I was like I profess my life to God when I was so little like did I truly know what that meant when I was doing it. So I was sitting there and I was like, no, I didn't. And I need to do that again. So I was sitting there, they were singing a song and I was like, Jesus, I give my life to you. I now know what that means through all the challenges. I'm going to serve you through it all. So that's when I was like, okay, my life is God's. And I've been living through that ever since. I remember that's the first time I like led our whole worship team in prayer or whatever because our worship pastor was doing something else. And I was like, okay, Jesus, I see you moving. (laughs) I see you working. And so it was really cool. And then after that, I was also led to start a teen worship band. That was a struggle on it. So it was so hard. But I know a lot of the teens 
loved it and it might not have been the best thing ever because we're all still learning because we're all young but it was really cool and now they're continuing it on their own and it's mm-hmm. so so awesome to see mm-hmm. people like continuing your vision mm-hmm. without you a part of it it's so amazing to see that so yeah now that brings me pretty much to where I am in life now mm-hmm. recently I've been doing actually a lot of looking back on my life and I was thinking I would not like five years ago three years ago even I am a completely different person. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like now, I love others, like, but like I love them with the love of God more Mm -hmm. so. There's been a lot of situations where I've just been like, that person did not do great things, but Mm -hmm. like Jesus still calls us to love and love that person. And so I try to do that as best as I can, even though sometimes I may not want to. I know that um, they just need the love of God in their lives. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's my story. I love people now, maybe when I didn't before. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So that brings me to my testimony. Um, Similar to Jalen, I did grow up in church, so um, my dad was actually a pastor most of my life, actually, so I've always been a PK, pastor's kid. Um, I was kind of born into having that title. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but growing up as a pastor's kid, I think a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, like, she's just a pastor's kid, like, it can't be that hard, or, like, I don't think a lot of people understand really what that means to be Mm -hmm. a pastor's kid. There's a lot that comes with it, but I did grow up in the church, and when I was around five years old, my dad took me to see a movie, and it was called The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry. It's such a good movie. It's an older movie, but he took me to the theaters to watch it. I remember in the movie there was this boy and he like wasn't kind to everyone. He had a lot of things going on in his life. He was really mean. A lot of people didn't understand why he was like that. And in the movie, he found Christ and his whole entire life changed. He started realizing what he was doing. He realized the type of person he was being and how his life could change through Christ. At five years old, I didn't really understand all that went into that. Um, I mean, I was five. It's not like I had this whole past of things I was doing. Mm -hmm. But I saw that change. And in my mind, I was like, wait, like his whole life was transformed. I want my life to be like that. At that point on the ride, the car ride home from seeing that movie, I talked to my dad and I accepted Christ on that night because I wanted Christ in my life and for my life to be changed like that boy's life was. And so growing up, again, I was five, so I went to Sunday school, memorized all the verses, all the Bible mm-hmm. stories, didn't know fully what everything meant, but I did have an idea of, you know, I'm supposed to love others, Christ died for me, Christ rose again, like all the basic things that someone would understand when they're at a very young age. And then it wasn't until I was nine years old when I went to a summer camp, I went to Word of Life camp. At that point, I heard someone talking about, like, sharing their testimony, what it meant to be a Christian, and I believe I was around nine. At that point, I heard that, and I was like, whoa, like, I'm hearing everything from a new perspective, and I rededicated my life to Christ around a fire, and I remember I was so excited because at that point, I was like, okay, God, like, I want to be serious. I want you to be in my life. I want you to use me and I went to the little bookshop store that they have all the camps and I found like the first book that I saw it was called a girl after God's own heart and I bought it and I was so excited about this book I'd write in it I'd read it it was it was just so exciting for me and after that point again I was still pretty young didn't have a ton of life experience yet I was just kind of cruising chilling 
being a pastor's kid, that does mean, even just a ministry kid, I mean, you get put doing a lot of stuff helping in the church. Yep. So I was, like Jalen said, she was doing lights. I was doing pro presenters. So I was sitting back there clicking the slides. I had my part in production. Like we were doing a little bit of everything, um, but it was cool to be able to get involved in church and to serve. So I did that. And up until I was around 17, like we talked about in past podcasts, boys happened. (laughs) I, at that point before, I was, you know, living my life for Christ. I wasn't doing the best, you know, being proactive about every day when I wake up, you know, spending Mm -hmm. time with God, praying. I was kind of getting so caught up with everything going on in my life, with school, college, work, everything like that. God was kind of on the back burner, but he was still a huge part of my life. And then when I got into that relationship, things started to slowly drift after that. And we're going to do more podcast episodes on being in relationships. Um, But like, you know, the number one thing about being in a relationship is the person that you're with shouldn't not be taking you farther away from Christ. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be like leading you towards him. Um, you're supposed to be chasing him together. So I realized really the only times I went to him was when I was in these problems in my relationship, asking mm-hmm. him for help. And that's not a bad thing, but God shouldn't just be there when you need help. He's supposed to be there every day, all day in your life, no matter if you're in a high or low season. So I remember um, really realizing what I was doing was wrong. I really had a time where I just set aside with God and I was just bringing everything I was going through to him. And I was saying, like, God, I'm not the person that I used to be. Like, I want to change. I don't want my life to be like this. And so at that point, I really had nowhere else to go besides my relationship with God. And depending on him, I really decided from that point on, okay, things have to change. And I'd pray. I'd be like, God, I don't know how to get out of this situation. Please get me out of it. And it was so cool watching God answer each one of my prayers as they'd happen. And my prayers were being answered. Things were happening. We're on the other end the relationship was starting to end and drift. And as hard as it was, I was like, okay, wait, I see a light out. I know that this is going to get messy, but there is a light out. And so I really saw God working in that situation. It was one of the hardest times in my life, but it was also one of the most eye-opening on my relationship with Christ. And so I did finally get out of that relationship. And after that, I really, you know, set time aside with God. And I was like, okay, God, like you brought me out of this. I right now, I'm just going to focus on putting you first. And since then, I've really decided to make it a priority. And I've been better about, you know, every day spending that quality time with God, because that is so important. If I don't do that during the day, I notice that I don't feel as like, well, during the day, or I feel, I don't know, how would you word that? Not the same. Not the same. Yeah. And so I've been being better about that. You know, praying is so crucial. I've been working a lot on my prayer because I think we can get so used to doing the simple like, dear God, thank you yeah. for this day. Bless us be to our bodies. Jesus name. Amen. But like, no, prayer is so important. So I've tried, I've been trying to be more intentional about, you know, my prayer time. What am I going through? What are my concerns? What am I thankful for? Like, and every day just choosing to make Christ the foundation of my life and using this new season to focus on my relationship with him. Yeah. I think it, it was so cool, like, not cool to watch you go through that experience, mm-hmm. but also, like, to see how strong and, like, how you came out on top of it mm-hmm. was so amazing because you really could, in the relationship, you could see all your priorities kind of, like, shifted, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, even, like, the weeks after, it was so amazing 
to like see you i'm not saying coming to church more Mm -hmm. but like there was more of a priority there in coming Mm -hmm. to church getting fed in the word and all Mm -hmm. that and it was so awesome like to this day like you're so strong maybe not physically (laughs) (laughs) but emotionally (laughs) we're just solid like 110 pounds i don't even know (laughs) but yeah it was it was a great like a terrible experience but Mm -hmm. god like he finds a way to make everything work out for his good and that that's one of the most amazing things about him is Mm -hmm. that he has a plan for everything even though we sometimes may hate it and it may feel like it's gonna break us yeah god he's amazing Mm -hmm. um and so after sharing a little bit about like our testimonies where we've come from where we're at right now we wanted to really just answer maybe a few questions that you may be having listening to this you know maybe Mm -hmm. you're new to christianity and faith or maybe you've been a christian and you're not really living your life for him or making it a priority and just some questions you may have to help you guys Mm -hmm. so i think one of like the biggest even if like you're a new christian or if you're been in the faith for a while and you're experiencing that kind of burnout or if you just don't have enough time in the day and Mm -hmm. you're thinking where do i start how do i grow my relationship because it seems impossible I think the first answer should be prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is one of the easiest ways to connect with God. You can tell him your deepest heartaches, mm-hmm. your joys in life, what you need. He'll listen to you. He is your closest and best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the best way to start off. Mm-hmm. And it's so like prayer. I mean, there's a reason in the Bible when you look at out of every single thing the disciples could have asked Jesus, they asked him to teach them how to pray. And that always mm-hmm. sticks with me. Like, Prayer is so powerful and important. It can change everything. Like one single, I've seen that quote, like one single prayer could change the world. And it's so true. So yeah, Jalen's right. Prayer is like number one thing. If you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Everything's overwhelming. Like just set aside some time, be alone, disconnect from everything and just talk to God. That's Mm -hmm. all prayer is. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just talk to him like he's your friend. You can even pray, ask him for where he's going to lead you to Mm -hmm. continue in growing Christ. Another way is um, a quiet time. Mm -hmm. I know this is a struggle for a lot of people. It depends on where you are in life also to how you start, but a short like five minute even one Mm -hmm. quiet time, you can find one at a bookstore, Amazon, or you can just read through a book of the Bible a day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really important. I think I've been getting more into, I have a quiet time and I've been I'm attempting to read through the Bible right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Leviticus right now, and oh, it's yeah. kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Some books are harder yeah. than others. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. And when you do get into that habit, it gets really interesting, and you read the word, and you want to dive deeper. Um, I think you can look up something. I think it's called the Blue Letters. Um, you can just Google it, and you can find whatever book or verse or chapter, mm-hmm. and it, like, dives super deep into all, of, like, what you're reading, and it's so cool to learn, like, even about Leviticus, like, all yeah. the, like, sacrifices mm-hmm. and stuff that you're yeah. like, why am I killing another lamb? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's so cool to just, like, dive deeper and, like, hear God's voice and through what he's speaking to you. Yeah, and like Jalen said, literally five minutes. You can download the Version mm-hmm. Bible app. Yeah, they that's have a great resource. amazing plans on there. Like Jalen said, picking a book, like she's doing Leviticus. She's getting real (laughs) deep. I'm so proud of her for that. I just, I was at that point where I was like, I don't know where to start. And I always went back to people like, start in the book of John. That's a great book. And I'm Mm -hmm. loving it. I've just been going through um, 
You can also start with like reading a Psalms or a Proverbs a day. I've done that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's also tons of resources out there. There's books on, you know, how to grow your faith, how to incorporate faith into your life. There's Devo's podcasts. Like mm-hmm. feeding yourself is so important and I love it. Like just putting a podcast yeah. on while I clean. Like it's amazing to just be able to find time in your day to listen and get fed and learn more about Christ while you're doing something else. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this big thing. Yeah, you can always find time in your day. A lot of people... Mm-hmm. They're like, I have no time. There's always a time where you're sitting on your phone or doing Mm -hmm. something. And so that's just the biggest thing I'd say. Find something real quick. A video. Videos are, like, awesome. They are. They're Mm -hmm. so good because I will not read. I'm not a reader. But a video, find me a good sermon and I will listen to that Mm -hmm. on repeat. Even just driving in your car, guys. Like, there's been times I've just, like, listened to a podcast or a Bible driving in the car. Like, switch it up instead of, like, your typical playlist. Just put a podcast on. And I find that it actually helps the car I go quicker because I'm like, no, I want to hear the end of this podcast. It's really cool, especially on like long car rides. I find Mm -hmm. myself choosing podcasts over music because you're listening to the same songs. Exactly. But a podcast, there's always something different. So it's really cool. You can even listen to our podcast if you want. Oh, yes. What other (laughs) podcasts? I think we'll definitely dive deeper into all these questions. So if you have any more questions, please t- let us like yes. know somehow. We're, we'll answer anything. Literally, like comment anything. You can follow us on social. It's What A Life Pod. Correct? Yes. What yes, A Life what Pod. A life pod. Um, you can comment on there. Send us a message. We will yeah. get back, answer anything you want, do any episodes that you guys want. But yeah, we hope that you guys can take even just one thing that we said today away from listening to yeah. this podcast. And like, I feel like it's really also important to remember, like, like we said, we're not perfect by any means. Oh my word, no. No one's perfect. <laughs> no. We're still learning as we go through life. Yes. Um, and we're just taking you along as we learn, especially mm-hmm. about our walks with God. Mm-hmm. We're all growing together. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. We're excited to take you on the ride. Mm-hmm. What a life. What a life.